Thank you for joining Holy Spirit Living, the podcast that encourages and equips believers to live each moment intentionally to bring glory to God and build His kingdom. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for our very first podcast. Yes, amen, I'm excited. I know, I am too, <laughs> I'm I'm like thrilled. Today we're going to be covering the topic of sonship. Yes, yes. And this is Joe's favorite. Absolutely. Once we gave faith to Jesus Christ, what did we do? We become sons and daughters. That's right. And heirs of everything that God has. That's right. And uh, Ephesians 1.5 says, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. And we just were watching this past week, Show Me the Father. I don't know if anybody out there has been watching that, but it's by the Kendricks Brothers and just a very powerful movie. I encourage people to watch that. But in that film, there was this adoption piece. Yes. And it was such a beautiful reflection of the love that God has for us. And I thought they did an excellent job in displaying that. But we want to go into depth about what it means to be a son. Yeah. And so I know Joseph had been really into the word, looking at some of the Old Testament scriptures about that, just even the culture of the sons back in, you know, yeah. the ancient times and in, in the Bible. Yeah. So what do you got on Even that? Even like the Israelites being called sons of God. And, and you know, it was more of a different twist before Jesus come. And, and more, yeah, I'm a son. I'm a son of God. But at that time, it was more of a, a family vocation that we, they were taking on. They, if their dad was a farmer, they became a farmer. If their dad was a candlestick maker, they became a candlestick maker. And that's why I think we see Jesus becoming until his ministry really took off, he was the carpenter's son, right? Right. He was following in his earthly father's footsteps. Yeah. That's so true. Like so many, and we see it today, like there's so many sons and daughters that take after, mostly sons though, mm-hmm. <laughs> that take after the father's, the family business. Yeah. Um, Sunday I was talking about it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That, but we um, talked about it earlier today And today well. too, yes. Um, I, I said my dad was a, a truck driver. And as a child, what did I want to do? I wanted to become a truck driver. But when I found out who I was in God and, and how he was my father, I wanted to be more like him. Now, I love my dad and I love what he does, but I'm no longer a slave. And I think Paul writes so much about that in Romans. In Romans, I think he's addressing them, sharing the gospel and say, hey, you know what? Now that you're in Jesus Christ, you're no longer a slave to the law. You've been set free and now you're a son or a daughter of the heir of God. Everything that God has is yours. And and you don't have to live like that no more. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's the biggest thing is when God created us in his image, because you, you know, you're talking about how the son takes on the father's character, you know, like jobs and even characteristics and mannerisms and all of that. But we know that, that God created us to rule as well. And that reminds me of that. Like, obviously God rules. He rules in the third heaven. And he gave us authority to rule here on this earth. And so as sons of God, he has called us to be rulers, to rule with him. We're born to rule. You know, we're born again to rule. So that's amazing because Genesis talks about how we were created in his own image. And and he gave us dominion to do that. And so, 
So that's beautiful reflection of us taking on the job of our yeah. father here. Yeah. You know, Adam had given up his authority. And I think that a lot of us feel that way as sons, like we give up our rights sometimes, um, you know, before we come to Christ. But when we become adopted and we're sons, we're heirs to everything that is God's. And so now we're born again, recreated into this image of how he, we're basically restored to our original yes. creation. Yes. And that original creation is taking dominion back and walking in the glory and the kingdom that was given to us that, mm. that he gave us to rule over. Yeah. But yet we get on, we, we get on the other side of the cross and we're just like, okay, where did we go from here? You know, I'm saved now. Where do I go from here? How do I take dominion back? How do I take this back as a son or a daughter of the king? Like, how do I begin to rule? Like, where right. do we start with that? Maybe the word of God. That's Can right. I share? Yeah. <laughs> Romans 8. It says, for those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Yeah. I love that. You know, Paul's writing to the Romans saying, hey, you know what? I want to share this good news with you. You are an heir of what God has. And everything that he has, you have the right to exercise. Right. Use it. Yes. I love that. When I think about being a son or a daughter to God, you know, for myself, being a daughter of God, I grew up in a household where my father was absent. He passed away when I was little. So I never really had that father figure in our house. My mom had to be both mom and dad. Yes. I really missed out on having a father until I came to Christ and I began to learn that God is my father. But there was this divide in how I viewed him. And so I looked at him as this distant father because my life had never, I had never experienced having a father. I think a lot of people are like that. Right. What happened for me personally is that you just read it in verse 15 that we cry out Abba Father. And I mean, Abba is a name that is so intimate to call him. It's like saying daddy. And I could not fathom ever thinking about running to God, who is this all omnipotent and omnipresent yes. spirit, and calling him mm. Abba, calling him Daddy. And it wasn't until later to have people come into my life that was really feeding into me, you know, about my transformation and, and helping me to walk in that resurrected lifestyle that I began to see God and encounter him as a father in my life. Like, really understand what a father is. Right. We get so much more attracted to our earthly fathers than we do our heavenly father who created us. And that's a sad thing because, I mean, it's good that we we're close to our earthly fathers, but how could we be closer to anybody else than God? 
God should be our, our first relationship. And to understand, hey, I am a son or I am a daughter of the one true king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. What better sonship to take or position of a family to take? Because to understand my dad's bigger than your dad. But now to realize who God is, when the enemy starts to come, we got to make sure that God is bigger than the problem, right. right? And that's so true. I think once we realize he is big, but yet he's approachable. Yes. And so he is all powerful and he is dunamis and he is supernatural and he is all of these things. He's the beginning. He's the end, the alpha, the omega, but he is daddy. Yes. And that's the bottom line is that we have to get our mind around that, that we can approach him. He invites us to come boldly to the throne. Yes. I got I got some scripture that yeah. backs that up with Let's you. Okay, Galatians 4, you know, chapter 4, verse 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship, because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. You're no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir of a father right he wants a relationship that we're close to it says draw nigh to him and he'll draw nigh to us right. and it's a matter of getting close to him and saying you know what lord i love you and i just want everything that you want our heart should desire him our focus should be kingdom minded right and everything that makes our father happy should make us happy yes i agree with that i think the closest thing to the love of god to his children is is truly demonstrated in our lives as families and as parents of children. Yes. I mean, like, obviously, God is so much bigger and his love is so much greater than ours or anything we could ever comprehend. But we see that in the love of our children. And I think the closest thing to it is looking at your children as a mom or as a dad and saying, what is my heart's desire for my child? And God's is even greater than that for us. He loves us in that way that we look at our children. I mean, even greater, that love is there. And that's why I think it's so wonderful that we are a reflection of the father's love in marriage and in, in the family unit. Being a father and knowing that when your child runs to you when they're hurt and they jump into your arms or you sweep them up in your arms, how wonderful it is. Because that's something that you're called and positioned to do as a father is to be that protector and to be that provider. Right. And so thinking about that from a perspective of how you want your daughters to run to your arms. Yes. You want your children to run to your arms. And all good fathers do. All good moms and dads want that for their children and how great of a father he is to us and so that tells us how approachable he is yes. we were talking the other day about how some people you go to their house and you would not dare get in their fridge no right you know and a lot of times as we grow up and we become adults we go back home to our parents and some people have a relationship with their parents where they still have to ask can they get something out of the refrigerator i've had the relationship with my mother i could have went to her house at any given time and her refrigerator was always open to me yeah. and uh, i think that's a good example of of 
he is just everything that's his is ours that he just invites us to help ourselves and partake of that we're heirs of that yes just like you read and it goes beyond that i mean that's a symbolism of it but that's that's what that means that we are heirs to everything that belongs to him that he's given us ownership of that with him like help yourself you know i want you to have it and that's a beautiful um symbolism i mean like it's a beautiful reflection of his love for us but it's also very powerful because when we think about what belongs to god and the things that that he steward the things that he has he wants us to come and take dominion that's what it means to be an heir yeah and i think the word of god gives us a lot of instruction to do that like hey this is how i do things and this is how i want you to do it if you just have a little bit of faith you can move this mountain and i love the series chosen and and um and one of the biggest things that ever stood out to me was when he tells peter to throw his net on the other side and he's and peter's like i've been fishing all night and he says just you know do it and then the haul that he brings in so much fish it's pulling the boat and he's calling his james and john everybody's coming and running and, and helping him and then they pan the camera back to jesus and he's just smiling like a dad watching his children play with a Christmas toy. I mean, I think about myself when I see my kids playing and loving something that I give them. Oh, man, it just melts my heart. He's such a good father. And 1 John 3, 1 says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God. Yes. And as such we are. And for this reason, the world does not know us because it didn't know him. Mm. And so we talked about that like, taking on the role of the father but how great his love is for us that he bestowed on us the title of his children yes there's something about affirming a child and just calling them a son or a daughter that that is so powerful in that child's life because that's where the identity lies and god gives us our identity in the father because he's called us his children. That's where our identity lies. We are his children. We are sons and daughters of the one true king. And how great his love is that he would adopt us in and call us his children. Now we've taken on his name. We've taken on his DNA. And we begin to walk in his business. Now we're taking over daddy's business here. He's called us into the family business. The world doesn't know us because it didn't know him, right? Right. And we're taking on his characters, his traits. And I think that's so beautiful. I think that's something to celebrate. A lot of times people think that sounds terrible that they don't know us because they didn't know him. But it's actually a blessing because we're not of this world once we become, you know, new in Christ, we are no longer of this world. We've been adopted into an, a new family. We're adopted into the kingdom. And so that begins to be our culture. Yes. And the problem with that, a lot of times we, we're transformed into this new kingdom culture, but we're still trying to live in the old culture. And that's what we got to mm. shake off because that's the slavery that you were talking about is just, you know, we got to come out of that place of Egypt, and cross over to the promised land and begin to take authority 
we begin to rule. We cannot rule from a place of an old wineskin or an old mindset. And we are now saints. We're heirs. We're children of God. You can't live in a place where you feel like you can't begin to rule because of the sin or your past. Your past is dead when you accept Christ. You become new in Him. You have a new life. It says we are new creation. We're new yes. creatures. Mm-hmm. And him taking on a whole new DNA. We're totally different people. And from that, if we want to begin to take on the father's business, which is to rule and reign here on this earth as a representative of our daddy, then we have to get to a place where we let go of that slavery mentality. We have to live new. We have to live for the kingdom. We have to live for the glory of God. Yes. And that takes intentionality. Yes. So you was just reading John, right? John In John mm-hmm. chapter 14, it says, I will not leave you as orphans. Yes. And and so we're no longer orphans, but we're sons and daughters of, right. of the king. And what does an orphan live like? Think about what an orphan, orphans have to take care of themselves, right? Right. So there's so many people that think I have to do this. You don't have to do anything. Let God do his thing. Right. And we see that even in the case with Abraham and Sarah. Yeah. They were in God. They were living out their life as a friend of God. Yes. Yeah. But yet this is this is where we get stuck is in that slave mentality where it tries to creep back in. Yes. And if we don't rebuke that and get rid of it, it'll try to creep back in and poison our life. But we see it with Abraham and Sarah. So here now they're walking in Christ. God tells them they're going to have a child. Right. And First, she laughs about it, but then as time goes on and they're not getting their promise fulfilled, what do they do? They take matters into their own hands. She says, take my maidservant and have a child with her. This is probably what God's will is because she wasn't waiting for God to fulfill that promise in his time. She wanted it when she wanted it now. Totally orphan spirit. Totally an orphan spirit. So many people are like that. Mm -hmm. Even ones that say they believe in Jesus still have that orphan mentality. I got to do this or I got to be strong. Right. And that comes from a place of not having the provider present in your life for so long. But when we've lived a life where we had to fight for everything we have it's hard to let go of that mentality that we don't longer have to do that so you partner with him through prayer and saying god whenever you're ready to give it to me Mm -hmm. i'm ready to receive it and in the meantime this is the learning this is my time that you're training me up to be able to carry it to be able to carry that anointing or that mantle or whatever it is but trying to force something in is an orphan because then you're saying okay, I got to make this happen if it's going to happen. And then, and ultimately we're saying there's no trust there in the father to deliver. See, that brings up a whole nother point. You know, we're, I know we're concentrating on sonship and that spirit of sonship. And, but then in opposition of that is the spirit of the orphan, orphan spirit. And there's a lot of people that run around with that mentality, even as believers, right? They're on the outside looking in and not realizing what they have at their disposal. How do you get from that place to a sonship place? And you have to be able to allow Holy Spirit to transform your mind. But it comes back to identity. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not getting your identity at the cross in that sonship, in that adoption, 
that has to be disheartening for him. Right. He's wooing us to this place, but we have to cooperate. Yeah. Have to be yielded for that. He's not going to force it on us. And so we could spend 20, 30 years wandering in the desert with this mentality, right. just like the Israelites did. That's why they couldn't enter the promised land. They had the old wineskin, the old mindset of being a slave. Right. Yeah. You can't enter the promised land of freedom with that mindset. There's right. there's a process to get it out right. of your system. Send 12 spies in, two come back and say, we could do this. 10 of them come back and say, the giants are too big. That's they right. don't They don't see who God is and what God's capable of doing. I think about like um, how... It's probably more difficult for people to yield to the Father to be transformed if they've come from a place of being disappointed in love before. Right, right. So I could see that. Mm -hmm. I can see where people say, well, you don't know what's happened to me, but that's not an excuse to stay there. Right. If anything, that should be the fuel to say, I refuse to be a victim any longer. Yeah, yeah. There's so much about walking in an unoffended lifestyle. You can see the maturity in somebody if they're less offended by things of this world. When you begin to get your identity rooted on who you are in Christ, that's such an anchor that when the waves come and people say and do things towards you, it does not knock you down. Right. Circumstances don't dictate my life or who I am. No. But I am in Christ, and so I know that I'm a daughter, and there's nothing that can change that. I mean, he even says that we cannot be plucked from his hand. Right, right. You know, we cannot be separated. And the truer that is in our lives, then the more rooted I am and the less offense I'm going to take and everything. And this takes time to get to that point. It takes practicing the presence of God. And I feel like that's a pretty good word to use is practicing the presence because we're, we're learning to, uh, co-labor with Holy Spirit yeah. to to see his kingdom come. And so as I'm working through those things, it's a process, but getting to that point where it's this person obviously is hurting and I see the hurt in them and I want to see them set free from that. Yeah. Then we can do more good in a situation where maybe it started even out as an offense, but then it's come to a place of healing. I think that's a good place to wrap up our discussion on sonship for today but join us for part two i love you god loves you and and there's there's nothing nothing you you can can do do about it. it thank you for joining us today make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel and like us on all of our social media pages at holy spirit living we encourage you to look for the gold in others today be blessed but better yet be a blessing